Hello and welcome to On This Day in History, a Marion County Library System podcast. In this podcast, we'll be featuring unique events that have happened in Marion County throughout history. Tonight, we will retell with dramatic license, of course, Marion Library Lost in Flames, which happened on a cold day in January, 1929. In 1929. Like I said, it was very cold Tuesday night. The librarian closed up and left about 6 o'clock. Nothing was amiss at that point. Around 7, um, bystanders, witnesses, witnesses saw flames coming out of our south wall of the uh, library. So, um, of course, people, fire, fire department came up, started immediately trying to fight the fire. Well, they got really close to the wall and south wall. And about that time, the south wall actually exploded and fell on top of uh, of one of the firefighters. His name was, Holly loves to say this name. Charles Hennessy. <laughs> Charles. They, um, the, the wall fell on him. Well, he had a brother, Joe, who was also working with him that night. So Joe took and actually lifted the wall, all, with help, of course, lifted the wall off of his brother. And I love the, the way they um, say this. What do they say? He summoned courage and in the newspaper he summoned the current oh well i make it up i'm gonna make it up this time okay again. i said dramatic license <laughs> he summoned all of the courage of a giant and with the help of friends lifted the wall from his fallen brother yes at that point mr hennessy no, Charles Hennessy. Mr. Hennessy was actually taken by, under the care of a physician, to the Mullins Hospital for treatment. During um, the, in, in the midst of fighting the rest of the fire, three other firefighters were also injured, but oddly were taken to the pharmacy for treatment. That's interesting. It yeah. is very interesting. Did they all make it? Is it from everything I've read and all of the old articles? Everybody made it out of this one alive. Um, like I say, the library was a total loss. Um, we lost about only had about eighteen thousand dollars in insurance, but we lost everything. Well, it wasn't a total dollar. loss. Um, I mean, as far as books, the well, books were yeah, pretty, yeah. Um, the walls were still standing, but the roof was completely destroyed. Oh, okay. So we still had walls, and except were, for the south one. Yeah, <laughs> and the um, original hardwood floors, unfortunately. Oh, they didn't make it either. Mm. I sure hope. You know what I was thinking? I sure hope that gave Mr. Hennessy a brick out of the wall, because that would have been nice, don't you think? I think the wall gave him a brick out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, um, like I said, yes, the fire happened. What I find most um, amazing about this story is on the 29th of January, it burned. The public outcry was so amazing that we had a library. It was fixed, restocked, and ready to open by what date? December 27th. December 27th of the same year. That's insane. And it was 1929, as Haley um, 
that was the height yeah, of the Great Depression. During the Depression. Yes. That says a lot about how much the library meant to the community, I think. Yes, it was actually called the heart of the community at that, at that point. But in going through this, this day in history, we found a little library mystery. What else was in the library that, um, Holly? So when, um, sorry, Haley. I'll take this one. Take this one. <laughs> so in the, um, at the time the library burned, it still had a lot of the original gifts that Judge Woods, who helped found the library system, had donated. And that includes some of his original volumes, um, a portrait of Rembrandt, and a statue of Venus. And so of those, the volumes survived, and we still have many of them today. Um, the portrait of Rembrandt was damaged, but fixable. But the statue of Venus was smashed by a falling beam. Um, falling fiery beam. A falling fiery beam. <laughs> we can't leave that out. Uh -oh. But the interesting thing is Rhonda and I both remember seeing the statue in photos from the 70s. Mm -hmm. And we did some research and it confirmed that they were actually able to get that statue either repaired or replaced. So... That statue remained in the library from the early 1900s till at least sometime in the 70s. We don't um, know when. But now we have no idea where it is. So if you know where it is, please call our dedicated hotline. We're accepting any tips and any tips leading to the mystery being solved. We've got a Huddle House gift card I for anybody. I love the Huddle House, don't <laughs> you? The Huddle Home. <laughs> Um, I was going to say free fines for the rest of your life. <laughs> that would pretty much take me, but yes, yes. Um, or if you remember the statue at all. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people Yeah, yeah it predates yeah. staff memory. So yes, we um, lost our library in 1929, and we also had it repaired in 1929. The interesting thing Holly um, found as we're getting ready for our next renovation, which is all coming full circle, um, what did they try to fireproof this building is that right they did um underneath our feet and you may notice this when you come into the library it's very very sturdy there is about a foot of concrete and that is also up above your heads there's about a foot of concrete on the roof too the new roof kind of looks like a bridge with oh, concrete okay. at the base okay. yes because holly being the hands-on director she is, was on that roof at one point. I have been on the roof. And Haley, where is the south wall when you walk in? So people can get a frame of reference. When you walk in the library, where's the south wall? When you walk into the library, you look to the right and you'll see where we have our DVDs. Um, now you'll see a glass wall up. It used to be our, peri uh, not periodicals, reference, reference room. Um, where our staff is currently housed, but it was actually right there, the south wall was mm -hmm. burned. Yes, because the reference room was added on later. Right. Yes. Fire department adjacent. Yes, <laughs> that was probably just, not an accident. <laughs> yeah. They didn't just fireproof the building. They were like, well, this one knows how to explode. Yes, yes. So that, yes. I'm just amazed at um, the writing and all of the updates constantly throughout the year of 1929 about our library. The other thing that I thought was really impressive is how forward-thinking the library was. Um, for starters, it was one of the first libraries in the state to be tax-supported. 
and it was also one of the first libraries in the state credited with outreach services that are what today we would consider bookmobile style where materials were carried out into the far reaches of the county at that time it was with a um, mule and a cart but something else that's interesting is when they rebuilt they actually added on to the reference room so originally if you go back and look at pictures you can kind of date them because if you see the stairs on the right side those side steps then that is post 1929 yes that was in the they were added during that renovation because the reference room that we use today was actually intended to be an auditorium okay so what you're saying in less than a year 11 months they not only fixed the damage but they added on to it yep I am so impressed. That is, you know, like I said, there were no te no technology in 11 months, almost to the day, because the new the library reopened December 27th. What a great Christmas present for our community. Well, thank you all for joining us today on this episode on this day in history, it's featuring Holly Evans, the library director. Haley Tucker, the Branch Operations Coordinator. Rhonda Bain, the Adult Services Librarian. If there is an event that you remember fondly or would like to hear retold or given some attention, please leave us a comment or call your local librarian at 843-423-8300 and we would be happy to feature the story. Thank you and join us next time on, on this day in history. Bye! Bye! Haley, you didn't tell them bye. Bye! <laughs> bye.